It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday night in the sweaty basement studio, Kensington, Maryland. It's First Amendment Sports production of The Audible. Welcoming, welcoming everyone. Look, there's two these two welcoming guys here. I got a smiling welcoming guy named Kevin Ricca on my left. Cadet Ricca. Cadet Ricca. Present and accounted for. 1994. Very welcoming individual on my right side. Even though you wouldn't know it by his philosophies on Kirk Cousins' contract earning abilities, but he's a welcoming guy. His name is T. Strachan. Man, why you got why you got to just throw out a, a, a you know smack talk right off the bat? Only because the math that beat you guys and everything that you ever played in. It's WMAC night in the basement. It is so, WMAC uh, night. Is that where that's going? Is this how this is going to go? I think, well, it's certainly how it's been going. Uh, how it's gone. Bring that thick skin, boy. Bring that thick skin. We're going to talk about the WMAC, now called the WCAC. We got all 94 graduates. We're also joined by Matt, the Real Deal Seal, who is uh, sacrificing his microphone on this segment so that we can bring you a little shades of purple. Jeff Clay, also class of 94. Jeff, what's up, man? I fly like an eagle. Fly like an eagle. I was waiting for the second part. Sting like a butterfly. Yeah, something. <laughs> Turn that music down a little bit. Turn that. No, nah, we down. don't. They're no stingers. <laughs> <laughs> well, so obviously the, the, our high schools are all playing. We're going to get to that. I thought uh, we're going to be doing this on a regular basis. Uh, it's fun. We talk about it anyways. All of us and our friends, we, we're already talking about it. We thought it would be a cool thing to kind of bring some of that conversation to the audible. We, we don't ever get together and not talk about it. Correct. Pretty much. That's right. And it's never been as heavily contested, these conversations, as it has in these recent weeks coming into a season. The 2016 season is looking good for a lot of us, gentlemen. It's just, it's fun. And, and the conference is, it's, it's as strong as it's ever been, if not, you know, at its strongest. It's, it's one of the best high school sports conferences in the country, top two, top three. Uh, maybe maybe there's maybe there's one in California. Look, maybe there's one in Jersey or New York. Maybe yeah, there's yeah. not. Maybe there's no. Not. Maybe there's, there's not. not. Maybe You're right. the league is called the league for I, a reason. I, I would be. I, I I don't know if I could just take someone's word for it. I'd really have to be convinced hard why another league league is. I think Jeff, Jeff better just than WNC. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. What's going on there, Jeff? Jeff, is, yeah, there, is, there, no, is everything no okay? Doubt, there's no doubt about that. Yeah, there's so, no doubt about it. It's the so best league. There hasn't been an injury. You're safe. We just okay. want to make sure we're worried. Okay. You got dishes in the confident. background. Sounds like you guys. It's part of the show now. It's oh. part of the show. So I've been taking care of. <laughs> <laughs> we, we lovingly refer to it as a WMAC, the MAC. That's what it was when we went uh, yeah, there. That's uh, right. I didn't. I Washington didn't, Metropolitan didn't Athletic like it switching conference. to the WCAC. Uh, it, but at the end of the day, it's a name. A name is a name. Um, the the teams are awesome. The history doesn't ever change. We it, it, we care about it. It's awesome. It's an awesome thing to care about. And it's not just football, though. Football carries a, a hell of a lot of water in this town. Um, it's all of our buddies, and and, all, and the way that our circle of friends have collided, like the the things that are colliding in Jeff's kitchen right now. <laughs> <laughs> We all know somebody. I apologize. It's my fault. It was my idea to have a Gonzaga guy on here. Uh, yeah. You guys know how it goes, man. Friend, like friends do. are friends. You can't, you can't pick where your friends go to high school. No, I mean, you now, can't. now that we're all class of 94, we're getting to be 40, calling it the WCAC just doesn't work for me well, either. Yeah, you know, I still, yeah, call, I still call CVS I'm peoples. 
I'm 39, but you guys can have the 40. I said getting to be, but uh, okay. by the sounds of things, it sounds like you're limping around having some issues over there. In the, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you rolled down oh, to the good. basement a couple months ago, I thought maybe maybe you had an eight handle on that class year. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. You uh, you actually saw some games this weekend, Jeff. Yeah, I did. Which game did you see? I did. Uh, McNamara against Riverdale Baptist, which was a non-league contest, and then uh, a little bit of the Gonzaga and um, McDonough game. Well, talk about that game because I heard that that game was a it was a great game. Two good teams, uh, a couple good yeah, players the, on both sides. Yeah, the difference. I mean, if you guys remember, um, probably a couple years ago, DeJuan Ellis was the big eighth grade kid where every school in the area was going after him and. Um, he ended up going to O'Connell for his freshman and sophomore year, but it didn't work out there, so he transferred up to um, because oh, yeah, but no, because they bowed out of the WCAC in football. Right, right, and that was one reason. But uh, you know, he, he goes—he was a difference, man. I mean, really, every crucial play that had to be made, he made him with his legs. Really athletic kid, quick, fast, and the linebackers for Gonzaga just didn't really do a good job of getting to him. And it wasn't necessarily because they're not skilled; they just. Not, they weren't fast enough. The kid can play. But he, was, he really was the difference. There was no quit in Gonzaga. I heard they cut. They tried to come back and make it a game, and just couldn't get within striking distance. Right? Yeah, yeah. You know the cover. You know if you uh, read the post on um, Friday, cover boy was uh, Tyree Randolph from Gonzaga, running back, and he's the real deal. You know he did all he could. Um, the, the quarterback they had was pretty good, but I mean I'm telling you, every third Sam Brown, you know, yeah. M- yeah, but every but for for um, McDonough, every third and moderate or you know whatever big play had to be made, he, he dropped back and if nobody was open, he made it with his legs and it was like you know after, after you keep getting deflated like that over and over, and you play good defense and a quarterback makes that kind of play, it's just deflating and time and time again that's what happened and you know he was the difference. They did. That, I mean, they played a good game. He, he really made all the difference in the world. All right, well, let's move on to winners. We're done, we're done talking about losers for the weekend. Well, we are, McNamara, how did they look? I know that they have a pretty good program going on out there. Ken's alma mater. Yeah, they, Coach Gaines. Um, you know, the, the quarterbacks, um, they're, they're well coached. Coach Gaines coached in the NFL. I mean, played in the NFL. Um, played at Penn State. So he's got some good pedigree. Coached in college as well. Um, and, you know, the, the best player on their team is the linebacker, Wesley Bowers. I mean, he's he's a freak. He's probably about maybe 6'1", 6'2". 225, 230, and he can run like four. He, he's really fast. I mean, he um, had an interception at the goal line uh, to seal the win, and he ran it back 99 yards for a touchdown. Uh, he so yeah, ran everybody. Yeah, the quarterback's a first-year starter. He fills in for that kid they had last year. He's great. Um, Raymar. Raymar. Yeah, and then uh, he graduated. He's in Navy now, but this new kid, he made some great throws. He made a couple plays with his legs. And, um you know, he was a difference for them. He was actually um, the, the kid uh, DJ Galat for Riverdale was a more heralded quarterback coming in, but he was he probably he pretty pretty much got outplayed by the McNamara quarterback. Whoa. But McNamara's really got to tighten up. They got to tighten up discipline. Wow, they made a ton of penalties. They really dominated the game. It, it should have been much much bigger victory points wise, but they just kept letting Riverdale hang around with a bunch of penalties and dumb mistakes. Well, we, we can segue from McNamara to. Um Somebody to another school on the Raymar uh, note because I just wanted to just as a McNamara guy, um, the ability, the, the fact that he's at Navy means I'm, I'm and we are going to be able to see him play in, in a pretty darn good offense. 
um, at, at some point, uh, you know, with Keenan, uh, who did such an amazing job for the last four or five years at the Naval Academy, the, the Raymar is, is even an option there. No pun intended. Is nah. uh, <laughs> it's going to be all, it's going to be awesome to watch. Um, it will be, you know, on a, on, a, on a squad like that. This is all awesome to talk about because of that word, local. It's all local. Yep. We all grew up with it. We all we all knew each other either before, during, and certainly after we played in high school. When somebody around here says, "When did you graduate?" You give them your high school class because that's what everybody's expecting from around here. That's it, it means a lot. It's your roots. It's where you came from. It's in many respects. It's where your your your. Uh, your dad's or your, your your friend's dad's, you know, went to school. And when you get, you know, as old as we are, we're still looking back and talking about guys like Raymar, who's going to stay local, and we get to watch him follow him. And the, the talent, though, is what makes it also fun because they're talented enough in this area to go on to Division One, you know, colleges, and you're able to follow them. And uh, I think that's just the coolest part about this whole all of this, yeah. I mean, all of our families well, were without a doubt, and, that, and, and there's a, there's a huge <laughs> amount of respect amongst the fraternity of the league members. Uh, all of us were bitter rivals against each other, but as life moves forward, you develop this uh, long-standing relationship, whether you know it or not. It could go years between seeing some of these guys, and uh, you don't forget. You don't forget what happened between 14 and 18 on those fields and off those fields with these guys that were your your bitter rivals and some of your best friends, just depending on what day of the week it was. Well, you guys hopefully will appreciate this. Jeff, I think you'll appreciate this too. When I was in 1994, uh, you know, going into – I'm sorry, 1993, going into – you know, we were, I was a junior. Uh, Al Clark was the quarterback for Carroll at the time. He was a senior. Um, yep. This was 20 – what, 23 years ago, right? Um, Al Clark came over to my house two, three Thursdays ago. He's the offense coordinator, Walter Johnson. Head coach is one of my best friends, Charles Woolridge, who was my tight end back at DeMatha. They decided on a Thursday night just to drop by. He and I talked. We had never really been friends, knew each other all that well. I mean, we knew each other because we, we, we competed against each other, respected each other, but it was the first time we actually sat down with each other and had a, a, a long conversation. Man, we went to like 1 a.m., it was so much fun. It was so cool to catch up with him. Wow. Talk about you know him, him going to Virginia Tech. He took a, a, a graduate year at um, Fork Union, and then he goes to Virginia Tech. He was a starter there for two years. But just you know talking about the old times, I had the 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 the, old, the actual game queued up on my computer when he walked in. I said, "Hey, Al, look at the computer. What, look, look what it is." He was like, "No way! You got to send this to me." Um, but it was. Uh, <laughs> It was so much fun, and, and there was, as Kevin just said, there was a, a respect there. Well, I got to yeah, tell even, you. Even, at, even as we get older, too, um, the funny thing is how the uh, you cross, like, the cross rivalry and the intersection, intersection, because now, like, Chase Young's one of the best players in the country, and his, uh, his uncle, who, right, Chase Young is his uncle, who's one of my best friends in the world, Bernard Joseph, is a McNamara grad, and then I coached Chase when he was little. So it's and he wanted he went when he wanted to play quarterback, which was crazy. And now he's one of the best DNs in the country. But it's just now, even though you hate the Stags because you went to a rival school, you got to cheer for him when you see him play. Absolutely, absolutely. I had a I had a bit of a moment this past weekend myself. I, I went out to Urbana, Maryland, played a round of golf in the hundred degree heat with my little brother J.D. Ricca, St. John's grad, and uh, he had the St. John's Central Catholic game streamed live on his cell phone. It was super cool for me to listen, mostly to my dad screaming from the booth 
through the radio feed of the local high school uh, from four hours away. But, you know, getting out there and shanking the ball all over the place, but coming back to the cart and listening to see what was going on, what down it was, it was that important to us. People were coming up to us asking, what are you guys listening to? I said, man, our boys went up to Pittsburgh to play the best team in the state of Pennsylvania, the number 14 team in the nation, after being left on the side of the road for eight hours the previous day to two bus breakdowns, multiple cramps, and come out of there with a 35-14 win. And I hear you guys talking about the difference makers and the games that you were at this weekend. I got to throw the name Kasim Hill out at you. And uh, this young man is committed to Maryland next year. And to listen to my father talk about him, you would think his last name was Ricka. What an outstanding person. Could have gone anywhere in the country he wanted to, man. The guy wanted to stay local, loved the staff at Maryland, and his best friend in the world is his nine-year-old little sister, an autistic little girl, and he didn't want to go by. Uh, not only is that a great story, but watching him play football is going to take you guys back, man. He's a throwback. He's old school. And he's going to be a lot of fun, as, as well as a lot of these players we're going to discuss tonight. Well, it'll be fun watching him play a year in high school, being up close to him. You know, obviously through 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 your uh, eyes, you know, the St. John's eyes, um, a year ahead of when we're obviously all going to love him a whole lot more uh, with the Terps helmet on. Um, it, it's like I don't know. I mean, it's it's uh, it's like getting to see your first round draft pick play. You know, his, you know his senior in your year backyard, and you already and yeah. he's already been drafted, yeah. and he's right. already been drafted. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's fun. It sounds like he gets it. it sounds like he um, he's committed to his teammates. I mean, I, what else do you want? I mean, he's the, uh, he, he, you know he. Well, as a Terps fan, not much else. Yeah. And, and if you and if you stick around and listen to a little bit more of this. The Terps fan smile is going to get bigger, it is. bigger, and bigger. It is. I'm, the more and more I learn about this young man, he's he's mature beyond his years. It may have something to do with his, his relationship with his sister, and, and uh, you know, having to maybe grow up a little bit earlier than than most. Maybe it's just the fact he takes football completely seriously. You know, I, I love the, the the fact he came in and asked for a, a program with pictures so that he knew not who he, who was going to like be his teammates, but the guys that didn't show up on the first day. I mean, a guy who does that upon his own, you know, he, he takes it upon himself to do something like that. That that's a special young man who who can who's going to be successful in anything he does. Yes, and as and as a, as a parent of young kids, I like to meet his parents because obviously they've done a pretty damn good job. And uh, yeah. but that's not the only thing that. You Maryland fans are going to be smiling about. Jeff will tell you. T will tell you. So whoever we're getting to talk about good counsel will tell you. There's a lot to be happy about if you're a Terp. And, 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 and the thing I want to say about this league, the league, how many head coaches at Maryland did it take to get into the WCAC that's, that's and huge. dominate? Durkin huge. hasn't been here a full calendar year yet. And he's pulled more recruits out of this dominant league, yep. not just mid-level players, dominant players. Uh, I'll, t- I'll give you my take on that. Uh, go, go, go ahead, Jeff. You, you first. Yeah, I, I was just going to say this. And the Kasim Hill is going to be a great grab. And I, I'm not throwing any shade at the kid, but he's better than uh, Haskins. I think I don't think that Haskins leaving to go to Ohio State is going to hurt the program as much as everybody thought it would. You're not going to get and any arguments I'm, over here, my friend. I'm going to be the first to tell you that. So I think fans should be very excited about Hill coming. And he's the kind of kid you want because he, he just has a humble, humbleness about him that you would want because guys tend to gravitate towards guys like that because they know they're not himself. No doubt. Team guy all the way around. But I think, you know, the St. John's win this weekend was, the, was probably the most eye-popping for a lot of people in terms of what I saw in, in, in people's reaction. Um, because they did go up and beat a very good team from Pennsylvania. 
Uh, and th- there were some people saying, you know, they've always kind of been on the cusp. St. John's, you know, they, they've never really been able to overcome the hump in within the WCAC, but they've always been that team that's had two, three, four, maybe even five top 300 type of guys, you know, that, that are always yeah. on, the, on the national scene. But now it seems like they're primed to have a really good year. And I, I think it's going to – I personally I think it's going to come down to St. John's and DeMatha, who had an exceptional weekend as well. Um, but, but we were talking, Kevin and I were talking about, you know, the, the talent that could be on the field at one time with those two teams is just – it's amazing. Well, yeah, well, you know, the difference is going to be they finally got a guy under center who's a, a bona fide quarterback. That's what, that's what St. John's had been missing. And, you know, Will when Will Alma was there, he was a great athlete. You know, very good player, but he just wasn't a quarterback in the true sense that you would want one to be. And now they have that with Hill. And then those, man, those two running backs, man, no high school team in the country is going to want to keep tackling those kids the whole game. Oh, th- I mean, thunder, man, thunder and lightning. Man. They're just sophomores. Maryland, Maryland's already offered it's both of them. I mean, it's, 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 it's and it doesn't and hurt and having big Calvin the coach, Ashley. The coach of Central Catholic, he, he, he said, he said, in his opinion, he don't, he doesn't think there's as good a high school team in the nation. That's what he saw with St. John's on Saturday. That was a quote from him. What else right, is he going to well, say? Well, hold on, what hold else on. is he going to say when he just got his ass down, right, right. handed That's to him? That's what I was going to say. Now, in, Jeff, in a fashion they've never understood for Je- a while there. Jeff and I will both agree to this. Every season, for as long as we can remember and way before us and, and long after us, when St. John's and, and Gonzaga suit up, the fan base of each team has one game in mind. Yeah. So let, let, let's not start to get ahead of ourselves. The St. John's-Gonzaga game is one thing, but... There is no doubt, and Jeff, I think you will agree, there is one team to beat. They've won the last three. They went down to Southern Maryland and whipped up, I mean, Southern Virginia and whipped up on a hell of a program. That Oscar Smith team, Oscar Smith, year yeah. in, year out, is absolutely loaded, and they took a 42-7 to beat down themselves. And uh, I'd like to hear what their coach oh, yeah. had to say about that team, because I imagine it would be pretty well, similar yeah. to the coach from the Central well, they were, Catholic they were, coach. They were, they, were actually pretty, they were actually pretty salty after the win. A good friend of mine, actually basketball coach, at Oscar Smith. Uh, what was he salty about thought, that we that we didn't let up? Yeah, yeah something like that. Really? But, but I know, but I know, I know Corey Spruill really well too. I knew known him since he was young. Everybody back. He's a class class kid. Comes from a great family. Real tough kid. You know, he broke his leg. Yeah, he uh, broke his leg last year, right? Yeah, and he had a tough yeah, year. During, and then, um, Gonzaga, yeah, during the Gonzaga game, and then, um, and then you got Anthony McFarland, who's getting all the praise and everything because you know he's a preseason, all this and everything, and he is. But he, unfortunately, I mean, it makes my stomach turn. He he Me breaks his, his his leg a week or so ago. Corey Spruill, it's now his team, and he goes out there and and, and plays like a beast. Yeah, he, he's he's a kid, man. He you know. After his sophomore year, he started getting carries. He did a good job. And, you know, a lot of other schools came at him trying to pull him away from Damascus because they knew he had the capabilities that he had, but he's behind um, Lorenzo at that time and McFarlane. He was the number three guy. But, you know, his parents told him to stick with it. He stuck with it, hung in there, kept working hard. And, you know, now he's on the biggest stage a high school kid can be. And he's the type of kid that's going to flourish in that environment. There's no doubt that damathis has got a, a ton of talent, but I do have to take the, the, this second to to admit that when when Elijah Brooks was hired as the as the head coach, uh, a lot of people were a little worried because this was a big time program, national program, national recognition, uh, and he was young. I think he was twenty seven uh, when when this was happening, twenty eight years old. But he has not only just maintained what Demath has been able to do. I think he's taken it to an extra level, in my opinion. And, I, and my hats off to him for doing that. My hats off to the fact that. He he's kept it 
he, he's pushing these kids. He's pushing this thing. And then when you lose arguably one of the best players in the nation, you got another guy just like, like Sproul just to come in and help out and, and, and almost take it over. Yes. I don't know if Jeff could hear all that while juggling chainsaws, but <laughs> there's all these coaches out there, and Jeff alluded to it earlier. Every one of these coaches has a sick resume. Coach Kaz at St. John's comes from upstate New York, up there for 17 years, nothing but All-American quarterbacks left and right. And I just didn't want to forget Coach Bob Malloy, the godfather of Maryland State High School football. Oh, he's the best. Has gotten 399 wins heading into this weekend's contest with Mount St. Joe's. I want to wish him well. He's a, uh, been a good man to me. Absolutely. Has been, a, good, has been a, a tad bit of a mentor to me in my coaching career at times. He's a family friend and a, a real funny man and a class act. Good luck out there getting the number 400 this year, Coach. Go get it, Bob. This weekend, uh, we wish you the best yeah, up there in Baltimore. They're running back. Their running back's going to have something to say to kid Ibrahim, who's, who's about who's the best running back in the league. Because that kid is a horse, too. And he, he got faster over the summer. And, um, you know, they got they got a great staff, too. They got two, two, a few guys who coached Kevin and I at college with Coach Dolston and Coach Gant. Oh, yeah. And those dudes know, they know as much football as anybody. So, like, that's what we mentioned early on is the staff just around the league. You can't just, you know, throw your kids out there on a Saturday and have them run plays and not be prepared. You know what? I, I just got a thought in my head. I'm going to run by Ken here real fast. Do you think they'd let us set up and do a live broadcast from the all-league selection this year in the WCAC? Why wouldn't they? Because in the room. How, how in the hell do you pick a one team on offense and one team on defense with these names popping off of, of these pages? I mean, the talent level. I don't level, know, because both, both St. John's running backs could be first team. Well, I'm telling you right Corey now. Corey Sproul could be first team. Hey man! No, I know that. That's that's my point. Yeah, like, exactly. You get two first teamers from one team, and then you still got Spruill and Tyree we got, Randolph. We got Randolph on the front page Randolph. of the post. Yeah. We got Spruill rushing for a million down in Virginia. We got the the, the combo up north. Uh, there is some serious football being played in this part of the world, and I think the rest of the nation is starting to take notice. Well, obviously, we're talking about WMAC football, and that's like I said, it's, we're it's, talking it's, WCAC football uh, since we're talking about 2016. Teams. On the audible. Now, you want to talk about some serious football and where the foundation was laid. We can talk about WMAC back in the ninth, early 90s. And, and we will. I think Even we, way before that, where, the, where, where everything was laid. I just want to make sure everyone understands that, yes, we love us some WMAC, WCAC football, uh, and, and, and these big-time guys. But, like, the whole point of it, the whole reason why it's great is we think about all the – I mean, you guys played at a much higher level than your average high school football player. You guys obviously um, – we like to think so and yeah. tell people that. Sure, yes. sure. Especially when we get older. But you know yeah. what? Obviously. The proof is in the pudding. And when yeah. you see some of the accomplishments of some of the guys we played against, yeah. as we got older, you started yeah. going, wow. But the reason wow. why the reason why it's it's great and the reason why talking about it makes you feel good, it's the it's the Tony Faison's, it's the Roy Shannon's, it's the Keegan Tears. You know, all the guys, you know, I try to throw out uh, some yeah, like Gonzaga yeah. guy, throwing out a good council guy or Carroll guy. The, it, it's the... Just the awesome dudes that you you end up being on a team with for four years. Uh, maybe they don't obviously uh, enjoy some of the same successes as the as what we expect from guys like Kasim Hill, Cam Spence. Um, you know, half the you know half the guys we're going to probably spend most of our time talking about. But the guys you just mentioned, plus you know dozens more from all the schools of, of guys that grew up here, they they know exactly who every one of those names are. Absolutely. Yeah. And they know that, and they. They know that they were they, that they were important to the team. They were yeah. important to the school. The best part about I, the best part about remembering, you know, 
going to those football games, playing in the, I played, you know, I played soccer, I wrestled, I played tennis, played a little bit of baseball, not much. Um, and when you went to a game against the St. John's or a Carroll or a DeMatha or a Gonzaga, whether it was at your place or on their, at their, at their place, I mean, you, you were, you were all in, you were all in. And it wasn't necessarily, we probably all hated a lot of guys until we met them for the first time. And then. And we loved them from, from right. that moment all the way on until until now. And but it was all came from those those uh, those bleachers, you know, in, in any of the, any one of those schools. All three of us were on the St. John's Hill for Cadillac left. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, our when, freshman when, year, back near Matthew. Yeah, man. A seen Penny became there. a teammate of, of of Jeff and I's, but the three of us were on the hill that day watching that game. And we, none of us never knew knowing it. that someday we'd be talking about that play in this yeah. league in this basement. I remember I was only twenty six, twenty five years or later. Or never. Or never known that I would be on the other end of that path from a team another day. Exactly. Like, that's, that's right. Exactly. Yeah, the we same head coach from McNair, to. Tom Clark, ran that at Catholic University. We talked about that last time you were on, Jeff. Did you guys run it in a playoff game or like a late season game or was it, just a, or was it a regular season deal? Uh, it was late. It was late in the season, but it wasn't a... Uh, was it a game like winner? game pitch or anything like that. No, nah, it was just in the middle of the game. You know, they, you ran at this field when they, when they don't expect it. Hit them with something sudden. We're really going to talk about the one touchdown pass I didn't throw to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> the one touchdown pass you didn't throw to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> the thousand. From Asim. No, but Asim was our man. What a great teammate. Great dude. He, he, we certainly had a lot of fun playing with him. But you're right. We felt like a part of history when we decided to put that in that week. Yeah. I felt when we were sitting here having that conversation, Jeff, and we all realized we were all there that day. Yeah. I mean, it was the place to be. You know, that it was, day, it was, it was the, the, the game of the week. McNamara, DeMatha, at St. John's. And the other uh, thing about it is, you, well, you know, as a McNamara guy, I love Tom Clark, obviously, but he's he's really technically from is he the St. John's family. Would that be fair to say? Absolutely. Dooney Waldron was his mentor. Coach before, yeah. Dooney Waldron was his mentor. He got his start in the game, uh, coaching ball at St. John's, and uh, through the uh, along the way, my dad and him became pretty tight friends. And uh, after my dad won in '89, he won in '90. They were uh, you know no one had beaten Demath in 100 million years. And uh, they were kind of not talked to at some Poor of these Carol. things, so they had to start hanging out. Well, at that time, we were gunning for everyone was gunning for right. Dematha, just like everyone is right now. And uh, that, that's what makes it fun. You know, I'm not going to listen to these Gonzaga guys tell me St. John's the team to beat. And T, you're not going to listen to that either. Uh, no, there's you no guys doubt. Have won three in a row. To beat. But I think the uh, the talent coming up is getting better and better. And, and Dematha is, is not coming down. So you know, the, the bar's been set. So. It's going to be a lot of fun to watch everyone chase that bar this year. Gonzaga had a little fun last year in the regular season. DeMatha got their act together and started putting it to people as the, as the playoffs came. We'll see what happens this year. Uh, you guys got any predictions? What are you guys thinking? What's it going to come down to? Well, I, you, guys, you guys have better informed predictions than me. I have one prediction about these guys that we talked about. What about, about. McNamara soccer this year? What is it? First of all, Mustang soccer. <laughs> You're offside, Strachan. You're offside. Yeah, Red this. card. Straight over the line. Um, I love one thing I love about WCAC players is when when they do get to the to the collegiate level, they tend to be the guys who get better uh, throughout their collegiate career. They're smart guys. Uh, they got generally speaking, they have their head screwed on straight. You know, your Hogan's. I mean, Hogan's a perfect example of a guy when he probably. You knew he had I, talent. I coached him. I coached him. Yeah, yeah. And, and well, Jeff's got two hands up. Classic. You're example. taking a lot of credit for a lot of the talent in this area right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not taking any talent. But <laughs> I was QB coaching offensive coordinator. But, but you know what? That you know you know what I'm talking about, Jeff. I, I think the the quality of player in more sports than just football 
in our conference um, shows itself over a very long period of time. It's not a, it's not flash in the pan type guys. You know, these guys, these are quality individuals who um, are, are committed to getting better. No, I agree because you know the bar was set for me with uh, Marvin Graves and Lawrence Moten. Not only were they the greatest I ever saw live, but they went ahead to be the all-time leading passer in the history of the Big East Football Conference and the all-time leading basketball scorer in the history of the Big East. So, yes, they weren't just school. doing it around That's here. Right. They, 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 they took it to a whole new level and invented the D.C. high socks that Late 80s. I actually got to wear. Right, late 80s? You know what happened? Late 80s, early 90s. Yep. Each of us, this is our respective high school, and – there's just an immediate respect for the guys that come before you. Yes, sir. And That's right. so you, you already automatically put that pressure on yourself to live up to the tradition and, uh, you know, the legacy that they left. And it, it's not like a pressure thing. It's just that you feel obligated to do so. I agree that, with that 100%, that's what, that's Jeff. What, that's, what, that's what sets our league apart from everybody else because I know all the great players from St. John's, all the great players from Madison, all the great players from Magnamere, all the great coaches. And, and you give them the proper respect, and you prepare yourself properly so you can compete because you don't want to go out there and get embarrassed. And if you and don't, that's if you don't, apart. if you don't give that proper respect, you do get embarrassed, and that's a fact. And then time and time again, because I do follow a lot of college football, and and in particular one of the, the the local school, there are college coaches who praise WCAC players in today's college game that they're they're the most prepared they're they're the ones that are there you know ready to contribute right away i mean uh, it, it you you hear it you see it and i heard a crazy statistic that in the last 3 nfl drafts there have been 55 players taken from the dmv area i don't know exactly know what the boundary is but dmv would be close enough to this local area that that is some pretty darn good football being played in this area I agree with that. I agree with everything Ben said here. But the first coach at Maryland in recent history that has figured this whole thing out. I mean, we could have given him the the treasure map, but the first guy to come up and open up and find treasure, my man, Coach Durkin. Attaboy, Coach. Uh, You got to give us all some credit. And and wait till you see what happens. I agree, but wait till you see what happens at Maryland in the next few years. Wait till you see where it stems from. Here it comes. I meant to say this earlier. Here's my take on that. And this is not a knock. It really is not a knock on any of the past coaches. But I think from where DJ has come from, okay, and what he he most recently is accustomed to is going after the five-star, four-star players. And now that he has so many of them so close to where he now is a head coach, he, he is making it a priority, and he's not taking no for an answer, and he's starting to get answers back. And, and it just I don't, I've never seen that happen like that, Jeff, but at the same time, I've been saying this over and over again, there is a perfect storm on the horizon in College Park. With DJ here, with the excitement, the, the commits that are coming, the facilities that are going to be there, if there can get some momentum in the next two, three years when that facility's ready, it could be it could be ridiculous it's around coming. here. It's a perfect storm that's getting ready to hit. Yeah, the, the, the smartest thing you did was hire Azar. I mean, Azar had some strong Correct. He had a lot of relationships with The staff kids. is ridiculous. So Azar, you know, Mike weekend, London, baby. recruiting, and that helped, that helped out. Oh, yes. Well, I'll tell you what, guys. That was fun. We, uh, we, I think we gave people a taste of who we are, why we give a shit, why we love this this division or of of you know um, local or the, the lack of division. I guess I was I was really going for the lack of division at this point in time. Um, we're gonna pump this out to all of 
all of our, uh, you know, our friends, our, our, our affiliates. That's right, our affiliates. We're, it, it's going to be out there. We're going to do this on a regular basis. We're going to have Jeff on. Um, we're going to talk about the games that are being played. We're going to take this right through basketball. We're going to take this right through, um, you know, spring and summer. We're going to follow these guys all the way uh, to, to, the, to the, the D1 college level because that's where our guys go. That's where they end up. That's where they shine. It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the ride's just starting on the Audible. And uh, Jeff, are you okay, man? Are you making a pina colada? <laughs> you got a lot of stuff going on there today, Jeff. No, there's nothing happening over here. <laughs> yeah. like, it sounds like you're doing shadow boxing while you're talking to us on the phone. I'm sitting still. He's getting uh, fired up when you were talking about the is. division or lack of division. It's like having brothers, man. We it can, is. we can, the four of us can go at it. Heck yeah. But you come at the league, <laughs> you got to deal with all four of us. Hey, got listen, you. I love Kevin. I love Jeff. But I sure as hell hated him when I played against him. You know, there's four people here. You just said you love two of them. I never played against you. Unbelievable. I love you, We played fantasy football. I didn't play soccer. <laughs> hey, I didn't play, hey, hey, I didn't play hey, soccer at the map. Let's, I wasn't let's good end enough. on the proper note here. Uh, I want to <laughs> wish all the kids health That's right. and a great experience Absolutely. this season. And they all, I hope they all get the experience that we all got because they deserve it with all the hard work they put in this hot August. This was yep. the Audible.